This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Steiskull. Guys, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, too. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We, uh, we're, we're officially in winter now. Got to do the Video Junkyard <laughs> Podcast weather update. Yeah, we actually got freaking cold. It is freaking yeah. cold. I'm no longer recording in the garage. Um, oh yeah, good. And, good. Yeah, uh, at least until I can figure out a heating situation there. But we actually got some snow yesterday. You guys? Yeah, did. we got a little bit in the air, but not like uh, nothing stuck to the ground. Yet, same, but. same. Because I'm in the I'm in between you guys, so yeah, it's always a weird like toss up. I'll either be on one side or the other when it comes to weather with you two. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's it's I'm happy to be not freezing my ass off outside right now. It's, yeah, I meant to ask about that. Wonder if uh, you had icicles hanging off here. Look like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. By the time we get done, <laughs> yeah, really. But... He and the cricket are huddling together for warmth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> behind the wood pile. I, have, I haven't, I hadn't seen or heard the cricket in quite a while. I think the cricket's form officially yeah. gone. But it's, well, it's hibernating. That's hibernating. We'll see what happens when things get a little bit, uh, bit warmer outside. But. Um, so actually, so tonight we're going to be finishing up our part two, technically, of uh, Kung Fu movies. We entered the uh, dragon. Yeah. We started with Enter the Dragon, and and I'm, I I think we, I think by the end of the episode, I can make an argument that this is the sequel to Enter the Dragon. <laughs> the official we, follow-up. I mean, it definitely has Enter the Dragon literally in the movie. So. It does. Yes, it does. And Therefore, it, yeah, it's it, official. Could be the next. We can make this head cannon <laughs> in a very yeah, bizarre cer- sense, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It certainly is a um, tribute to Enter the Dragon in in many ways. So, and a, yeah, in so awesome. many. Uh, I was surprised by how many. And you know, this is one that I'm I'm glad we ended up doing because every time martial arts movies from the 80s are mentioned there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes up but this is never one of them this is never one that's no. brought up and i think it needs to be brought up more yes because of of a number of themes that we'll talk about it but what we're talking about and i'm going to give it the full title what we're talking about tonight is 1985's american martial arts comedy film barry gordy's the last dragon a martial arts champion in search of the glow Master, I need more time. I am no longer your master. A rock and roll star on the rise. I know what it's like to lose precious things. A madman. Shogun of Harlem. A maniac. You're going to put my video on your show, aren't you? The answer is no. And the glamour, the power, and the sound of Motown. You to kill anybody? Are you out of your mind? The Leroy Green I'm looking for is a little punk thinks he's a kung fu master. I am no master. You sure look like a master to me. This is Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. It's about the power of the glow. Timok, Vanity, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, directed by Michael Schultz, a Motown Productions picture from TriStar. Yeah, I gotta throw the Barry Gordy's on there, just like John Carpenter, you know. Yeah, Barry Gordy's. Barry yep. Gordy, Mr. Barry Gordy. So I don't um, get it. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, he's a oh. he was a record producer. Yeah, Barry um, Gordy is the founder and record mogul of Motown Records. Yeah. I see. Because I saw the Motown uh, credit in the yep. intro, mm-hmm. and like so, which I found that incredibly interesting. I, I I had heard of this movie by name only, had really no concept of what it was, and when I got the Blu-ray from the library. Um, there it is in the title. It says Barry Gordy is the last dragon. I was like, oh, this is going to be much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Yep. So, <laughs> so I'll give you a quick synopsis of the last dragon. In New York City, a young man searches for a master to obtain the final level of martial arts mastery known as the glow. Ooh. The glow is the shit. Um, Certain glows are the shit, mind you. Certain other glows yeah. you might need to see a physician. That's That's true. <laughs> yeah. Full disclaimer uh, in my kids. <laughs> directed by Michael Schultz and produced by Rupert Hitzig and Barry Gordy. The film stars uh, Tamak Vanity, Julius Carey, Christopher Murney, Kaisha Nipoleum, Faith Prince, and there's a couple of great cameos in this too, including a very young William H. Macy. Yeah. Yes. I, was I sur- saw that. Oh. And yeah, and seeing Mike Starr in here too. It's just like, huh. Oh, yeah. He hasn't aged. <laughs> I oh. mean, his hair goes gray, but he just constantly looks the same. <laughs> yep. He just always looks yeah, like I, a middle-aged man. I kind of wondered with the character that we see William H. Macy playing in this, if uh, perhaps we can tie in Boogie Nights to this whole thing. So. Oh, my. Ooh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Talk, <laughs> we're we're just adding to this canon. This canon is like a mile fucking long now. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so the, the, the young martial arts student in this one played by um timac was uh, leroy green who they also called bruce leroy throughout the yes. movie <laughs> um yeah i like that bruce leroy and there's a lot going on here because you you've got leroy is trying to get to this ultimate level of martial arts he's constantly being challenged by the shogun of harlem himself shonuff yeah who is one of the greatest unsung film villains ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this dude is fucking great. Right. Yeah, I don't know where I, where this movie's been my whole life kind of thing, because I pretty much had never heard of it before. Not not entirely like I'd heard the name of it, but um, yeah, yeah, that's a he's a great character, great performance by Julius Carey in this, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, certainly the the runaway star of this movie. <laughs> So you, you'd never seen it, just heard about it in name only? Yeah, and I don't even know if I was really aware of like what it was, when it was from. I don't even know if I differentiated The Last Dragon from just being a knockoff Bruce, Bruce Lee movie, honestly. Um, and yeah, it, it's not really that. It certainly is a tribute to Bruce Lee movies, but yeah, it's it's not attempting to be one by any means. So Yeah, it does. It's, yeah, it's kind of an odd combination of that. I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot going with it. Yeah. It yeah. also has uh, the two starring um, roles in this, played by actors that only have one name. So that's right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Usually you get one, you get one in the cast, but in this we got two. So there's a lot of interesting names in this cast. A lot of interesting <laughs> stage names. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Had you seen or heard of this one? Never before? heard of it. This is the first time oh. ever. Um, who suggested this? I did. Good yeah. job. Yeah. 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 Oh well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I figured. Well, if, well, it, it started with a, with a, a text message from Eric where he said something about, "Yeah, we're doing, you know, Enter the Dragon," and I said, "Are we doing just to clarify, Enter the Dragon or the Last Dragon?" Because the first thing I thought was, you know, Last Dragon would be great for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I was like, "Well, Enter." I was like, "Let's do both." Um, yeah, and, and I googled so, it and was like, "Yes, yes, we should do this." Yeah. That, that's really my first awareness of what this was. So that's. Yeah. Well, and and the the cool thing too is you know mentioned like this is Motown Productions. This is a a kind of a, a really cool, very different kind of you know a film that has a predominantly African American cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's a comedy, and but it's also like an action movie. Like there's some there's some heart to it. It's goofy, but there's some heart yeah. to this. And it's, it's also got a lot of music in it. Got yeah. a lot of music. A lot of. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, the, that's the of it's core of the the plot is music videos. It's it's kind of mm-hmm. like a co- time capsule of the '80s, in a yeah. not a bad way. Like you know, it's uh, it's one of those few '80s films that I've watched where I'm like, this 
just feels like it took place in the 80s and it's and it and it, yep. and it, fit, it just, fits it works it's good it cap it captures the time well yeah. um but yeah again there's a lot going on with it right you've got his his constant on again off again um battle with Shonoff, always yep. challenging each other and then you get into the other main subplot right where it's oh god this, what is what's the the it's kind <laughs> it's kind of guy's weird. name arcadian it, arcadian right yeah. oh yeah eddie arcadian eddie arcadian yep. whose girlfriend the... is he's trying to make her a star angela uh, Veracco, but she's god awful and her songs are she, hilarious though she's she's a bit of a, a send-up of cindy lopper i feel like but. yeah <laughs> like, yeah like this this but movie kind of knew what it was kind of like oh making I got fun some, of but i got some really really strong vibes from this one that reminded me of the movie which actually came out two years later but that we've talked about on the show munchies yeah, actually, I could see some uh, some similarities there. Oddly some, enough, some of the tones, like, just the way that some of the the characters are portrayed, just reminds me of that same kind of level of self aware, tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, I, I, yeah, especially Arcadian and his girlfriend, they are you know all the way over the top, <laughs> like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And Angela, his girlfriend, like, surprisingly enough, like, you think she's, like, a kind of one-dimensional character, or you kind of think that with a lot of these characters, but they, they're kind of actually way way better written than a lot of movies that we've fucking watched from this era, I would say. <laughs> like, it's surprising, like, how, like, kind of how these twists and turns kind of occur. Like, she's still kind of a, you know, ditzy airhead type, but she's not, like, without, like legit merits and like personality like well we'll get further into it i won't go well yeah yeah, there was um uh yeah she's got she has a little bit you know at least has a uh you know conscience to her that's it yeah it's the breakup scene that we're like huh there's more to her (laughs) well and even their relationship again you know borrowing from a movie that came out before um her her relationship with arcadian kind of reminds me a little bit of the the 78 richard donner superman yes lex luther Mm -hmm. and um oh what is her name um Uh, i don't remember the name i remember the character for sure yeah i'm gonna look it up super quick because now it's gonna bug me all night but anyways i mean there's so many of those ladies it's more than just one (laughs) tashmacher this is tashmacher yeah um right kind of reminds me of of their constantly screaming at each other thing but uh the other thing i wanted to mention too and get your your take on is what do you think of uh vanity in this as as the vj laura charles who's because so she's running this rock club seventh heaven which is supposed to be essentially like soldier oh yeah um yep Kind of the MTV era of, yeah, yeah, but Soul Train. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of her? What are those dancing te- television shows? Well, she's, like, a, yeah, she's what they call a, a, a VJ, a video, D, like, you know, the video right. DJs, a video jockey. What we called them back in the day with uh, an MTV was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, she thirsty no, for I, some Leroy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like Vanity in this and I liked her character a lot. And actually it was exactly that. It sounds odd, but it's exactly that that I kinda liked about her. She seemed very like modern almost. Like right. she wasn't afraid to be like I don't know, sexual as a female character, not in the typical way we would see in an eighties movie. But like, yeah, she was into Leroy and she wasn't afraid to be like upfront about it. So Right. Um She's she's an interesting character and, and Vanity is uh kind of an interesting time capsule herself because she stopped acting and performing and, and singing. Uh, she was a musician as well um, because of her, you know, newfound religious beliefs sometime in the early 1990s. So you have only really see her in a small amount of stuff in, uh, in the eighties and nineties. And most of them tend to be kind of like these uh, B grade action films. This might be the most, um, no, that's not true. She was in something bigger. She was like in bigger, purple rain thinking of it. Purple yeah. rain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her and Prince were, yeah. Um, but no, I kind of, I kind of like her in this and, um, she's, I don't know, just, uh, yeah, a, a, a 
a good character, which I didn't really see coming when they introduced, like, oh, the main love interest in this is going to be, like, this VJ girl. I was expecting a full 1980s treatment of this character. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was a good, well-realized character. I'm not, I'm not sure it's, like, got a lot of depth, but... She's still a damsel, she's but she's not, yeah. like... She's also, like, running a business, more or less. So it's, yeah. like... Um, I think it's what was interesting, and it's kind of like maybe this could segue into Leroy Green as a character too. But uh, like Leroy is a full-on kind of dork. Like they kind of like you feel like when <laughs> oh, when yeah. you're watching the movie at first, you feel like there's some cheesy elements. To like okay, it's like this dude is really into his martial arts. He dresses the part in like Harlem. Uh, and you're and yeah. I'm wa- like watching this like he just came out of his dojo. I'm like, is he not like really part of the city? I didn't quite know until as the movie goes on, it's like, oh, he's like some of the nerd friends I grew up with who really invested themselves in like a, a certain genre of film or whatever, and kind of mm-hmm. wanted to now the modern turn is cosplay it. Only he took it up like he he legitimately you know invested, but. Yeah. As the movie... He's influenced by, you know, Bruce Lee, Bruce martial Lee. arts, all this stuff. And, like, when we first meet him um, when he's, you know, training with his master and what, what ends up being kind of his, like, graduation ceremony um, performance. But, yeah, he's he he walks the walk as well as talks the talk. It, it, it's uh, Even in that first scene, he's got some great moments of, like, knocking arrows out of the air as the guy's, uh, you know, shooting him at him. And, yeah, he's, um, he's legitimate. It's like, yeah. <laughs> So but it's, you get right away that he's legit about it. But yeah, then you get it back out of the streets of Harlem, like you mentioned. And yeah, he's a total dork. He's, like he's just... <laughs> very much a realistic person, actually, in a funny yeah. way. Because um, like I said, like, I actually know these people. Like, he reminded me of several people whose names I won't miss- mention. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, no, these people <laughs> are real. Like, down to the core are real. Um, but what's going back to the vanity thing, the reason I wanted to bring that is because, like, he's just a shy, timid nerd who truly is, like, a, a, a martial arts master. And she is, like, high, high society, let's just say. She's quite, you know, she can find anyone else, but she's legitimately interested in this nerdy man. So, in a yeah. way, this movie brings a lot of hope to the nerds who watch this. <laughs> yeah not us I think that's but, true I mean, that's a way um, of putting it <laughs> yeah and and leroy in this movie played by timok and i don't know where sorry they got <laughs> someone got excited <laughs> fanfare um, i'm not sure exactly he was a martial artist i believe that they found um and he had never acted in anything prior to doing this and when I first, when I actually read that when I was first reading about the movie, I'm like, oh, well, this could be rough. And I never caught his in his performance. It wasn't like perfect, but I never like it. Never was obvious that this guy's a non actor. Like, no. um, I mean, he actually pulls it off quite nicely. I think um, him being a shy character helps with that greatly. Yeah, like that timidness. Yeah, the. I mean, well, you've got his younger brother in the movies constantly calling him a dork and saying, God, you're right. weird. Yeah. And so it kind of works. I mean, it's yeah. mean, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, he, they're, they're not being inept to the fact that he's definitely different. Um, but it's it's still a fun character. So Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. What I think, be, even beyond Leroy, I think this movie just... Well, we were talking about how it works as a tribute to Bruce Lee, a tribute to Enter the Dragon, but I think it also kind of highlights the the effect that uh, yes. kung fu films, especially through Enter the Dragon, had on the black community in the seventies and eighties, uh, mainly in the seventies when they were when, you know kung fu really took off. But the connection that the black community had with the with those films, because it wasn't just Leroy, although he's certainly the dorky one that that, that took this too far, you know, <laughs> or took this to the nth degree. Um, but there's a scene early in the film. Well, first of all, there's a Shogun of Harlem in this. Right, movie. I was gonna say Shonuff uh, is like dojo of thugs, and he's the um, he's the extra cosplayer. Like he's just as guilty of doing this. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and Show so enough. yeah, but yeah, there's a, there's a great scene in the movie where they are. It's, <laughs> it takes place at a screening of Enter the Dragon, and we mentioned a lot of the you know clips from Enter the Dragon are in here, and that's how they all get into the movie, uh, and then. You know, Shonuff and Leroy kind of have their first standoff, um, 
felt so bad for those moviegoers. Yeah. You got these two cosplayers like <laughs> having beef, and he's like, "I'm just trying to watch this film." <laughs> I actually, might get kind of get a kick out of that if, uh, if I you know, I would under too. control, but yeah, like, but <laughs> especially the kid, the they were doing it the way that they did. So, anyway. <laughs> is this part yeah. of the show? <laughs> this has to be part of the show. Look at this getup. But I think following Enter the Dragon with this film was interesting and a great choice because um, I think this directly shows the influence and what an influential film yeah. Enter the Dragon was. And this is, this is you know, the product of that. And a, a great film in its, in its own right. But, yeah, certainly owes itself to Enter the Dragon. And it's about how Enter the Dragon is so important to the community. It definitely. Yeah. Um, and the, the big kind of battle at the end is just so absolutely nuts. Like the the big oh, kind of yeah. final battle is just oh yeah with the glow. I mean the glow is fantastic. Like that's mm-hmm. this is essentially what happens when you have so many like Dragon Ball Z fans who just want to do the Kamehameha wave, and then you yeah. actually obtain it. <laughs> this this is the equivalent for these two uh, with the glow. Yeah. It's like well, nope, even yeah, it's it. even the build up to that. It's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. The end battle scene is worth the price of admission, right there. And uh, the whole thing's kind of a joy. Funny enough, this movie. I, I I don't really know if there's too many scenes where I kind of lost interest. I I kind of there's a couple of song and dance pieces that get a little long in the tooth. I yeah. can tell it's a Motown movie. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. But I didn't find any of it so off-putting that I like wanted to turn it off or anything. It just kind of occurred to me, like, oh, this is like a full song, song and dance. Like, they're going to do this whole thing. Like, okay, I get what, you know. There were those moments. <laughs> I think I was looking at that like a time traveler who has never actually lived through this time period. And I'm just <laughs> right. like, huh. <laughs> never experienced yeah. this. There are also some characters that we haven't mentioned yet. And that is the three guys that work for the um, (laughs) fortune cookie factory (laughs) (laughs) and their master, some dumb goy. Yeah. (laughs) So there are some, um, some humor in this movie. There is some humor in this movie that is certainly of the era. Uh huh. (laughs) And uh, it seems to still be pretty permissible to have, you know, kind of, not necessarily mean-spirited, but some Asian jokes you certainly would not see in a movie now, and, and shouldn't uh, see in a movie now. Um, but yeah, there, there's quite a few things like that, and I don't think it's mean-spirited because obviously this whole thing is a you know kind of a tribute to like. It, well, it's a martial arts you know. comedy. That's how it's listed up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. Right. So. I I will say you know you brought that up the stereotypes is this movie purposely kind of subverts them in different Mm -hmm. ways like it does Mm -hmm. acknowledge stereotypes and stuff like they're making fun of leroy for being a black kid who's a little too acting a little too you know like film asian depiction and then you have these three asian guys who are acting most the asian jokes to the asian guys so yeah yeah and yeah yeah. it's especially as they're over the top with like jive talking uh-huh. You, know, you just... want to smoke a joint? I think one actually said. Yeah, play it's, some crap. Just yeah, it's 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 pretty goddamn funny. I mean, it, it, is. It, it's, it is it, funny for sure. It's... Yeah, um, and even even the whole idea like Leroy's naivety, how he's looking for you know he he needs this, and of course it's the whole Kung Fu Panda ending. You know, it's like the answer was in you all along, but you know mm-hmm. he's he's got a he's trying to find his new master, and you know he thinks it's a, at a fortune cookie factory the fortune cookies you know ma- you know some dumb guy and turns out the master <laughs> is just a machine that throws out random yeah. fortunes <laughs> which oh, is in itself kind of great but yeah the 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 big battle that leads up like when he's hi- when he's fighting all of arcadian's thugs uh, all the crazy thugs that arcadian hires mm-hmm. to fight him you've got the one guy who just like speaks it yelling Screamed. Oh, like, like the dog dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He just growls. <laughs> yeah, mean, it's all very campy. Um, and it, it, the the fun thing about this movie is, you know, you you it keeps ramping itself up throughout the film. Like just when you're like, oh, that yeah. was over the top. Oh no, it wasn't. It just mm-hmm. keeps kind of outdoing itself 
And yeah, and then you get the big fight at the end where he's fighting Shonuff and he he demonstrates the glow. And it's oh, the glow stuff is fantastic. I've never seen something so 80s in my life, but yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> you know, that's the thing turn your clothes neon. Yeah. You know, that's the thing with like Shonuff is that he is just he has this glorious aura outside of his glow <laughs> um, of, like, combining the theatrics of, like, pro wrestling uh, and costume designs with, like, that kind of martial arts um, over the top, like, certain martial arts over the top, kind of almost anime uh, villain with the way he shouts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just, I loved it so, I love it so much. I love him and his little fucking booty boots and his fucking weird ass like repurposed um uh football uh shoulder arm the shoulder pads about. for like yeah, this, yeah I don't do sports samurai <laughs> but well, yeah the, I yeah I was gonna say that when when he and Leroy are fighting at the very end and Leroy's you know pretty much like defeating him and he's grabbing him, there's the one line he just kind of for a lot of belts like, let go let go motherfucker. Just the yeah. way he says that line, I had to pause it, rewind, hear it again. <laughs> like, oh, motherfucker. I laughed at absolutely that. Absolutely great. Yeah. And there is and like the a main... realism to that. Like, I wonder if he wasn't even in character anymore at that point. That, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a little too real. Um, <laughs> it's like we're on, and, it's and like the... when like you have kids on the playground like playing, and then it gets too far, and it's just like he just breaks character. It's like no, fuck this. No, done. I'm done. Yeah. Time Look, out. On, <laughs> Get your hands and off me, motherfucker. The soundtrack of this. I mean, we mentioned some of the. You know, the, there's quite a lot of pop songs in this. Some that I mean, I've heard before. The one that Vanity does, uh, like live on it. I, eh, that that was. Yeah, I agree. I actually have in my notes her performance is delightfully terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that like last over like the end credit song that you are the last dragon you possess the power of the glow Mm -hmm. i have you ever thought about is there a song you want played when you walk into a room (laughs) you know and it's cliche to be like oh you know star wars darth vader's you know the imperial march eh whatever no that that (laughs) last dragon song i want the last dragon song when i walk into a room that's like that's my new headcanon like yeah oh Um, man i miss this uh not enough movies have their own like unique theme songs anymore like that's uh we, we talked about that with fright night we talked about it with uh mm-hmm. something else recently i don't, don't remember but had its own like you know its own theme song and uh yeah uh, this one last dragon has a good one as well so i don't know get, bring that back as a trend i don't know yeah. how often i miss it as much as you <laughs> you do i think i remember certain ones a little differently and i'm like I'm okay that it. Oh, passed. they're they're almost always kind of bad, but you know. Well, the yeah. James Bond movies always have them. Yeah, yeah. That's like the last franchise that is still doing it strong. Yeah, but they yep. they yeah, like you said, strong. It's not like they're going. I'm James Bond singing over and over again, though. You know what I'm saying? No, but there's always there's always a theme song to a James Bond movie. That's true. Yeah, that's you that's know. like. I just watched one recently. It, it's true. Know. It holds yeah. up. There's always there's, who's playing Bond, who's the Bond girl, and who's doing the theme song. Yep. Yep. So, That's what we're excited yeah. for. Yeah. We're and still angry at Radiohead Spectre being thrown away for whoever well, got the Spectre song. That's my well, I, I and I agree though. I think this one is is up there, and I, that's a playlist somebody needs to make on Spotify. Is I'm sure there, there is movies theme songs you don't want to go 70s because you go too far into 70s it's all fucking <laughs> carpenters oh, and yeah. that shit's just depressing so it's that that good poppy upbeat you know eye of the tiger 80s martial arts movie theme songs i know i'm narrowing it down i think i have a <laughs> feel of where your best. your gym playlist yeah. is gonna go now joe <laughs> i i do too when i start going back to the gym i will have a new playlist and it's gonna be like this song it's gonna be eye of the tiger and a bunch of other it's gonna well be here's Meraki. the thing at this point you might as well just go full out and do what they do in the movie and just get a giant fucking speaker 
or whatever they fucking called those. The giant, um, whatever. Yeah, boombox? Like boombox? Box. How do I forget what a boombox is? I'm old, but I'm not old enough, apparently. Um, yeah, just gotta br- be a little older. Get mm. the boombox. Bring in the boombox. You probably never owned one of those things. Like, no, never. <laughs> uh, so many D batteries. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Get them. Um, you have to wear the crazy pants, bring the boombox, yeah. and just have a uh, tape clone of Last Dragon. The entire Last Dragon soundtrack. Just go nuts. You also have to have two other guys dressed in like martial arts uh, get up, just that they yeah. just walk in with you and stand with their arms crossed on like either side of the treadmill while you use it, and then yeah, you know, just and at just least one there. crazy chick mm-hmm. with crazy eyes with way too much makeup on. Just they just all three of them hyping you up. And you're well, like, I did suggest I did suggest to my wife <laughs> that after she got her black belt, I did I did suggest her. I was like, you know what, you need to do now. You need to walk into a bar somewhere with your full gi on, with your belt, and be like, "All right, motherfuckers, <laughs> who's it gonna be?" <laughs> Just you need to go pick one random fight with someone. You possibly still get your ass kicked. I don't know. Yeah, you so, probably just get bounced before anything. But but yeah. so would give she it a be, try? <laughs> is that in that case would she be show enough and you be like rock beast or cyclone or whatever? Maybe not rock, but. Crunch, crunch is I, the other one. Beast, I'd cyclone, or crunch. crunch. Would I'd, so I'd would you get crunch. like one of your old punk leather jackets? Oh get, yeah, get some yeah. giant fucking sunglasses. Yeah, and I just cross your arms and shake your head. Yeah. <laughs> Though to be fair, like the, one of the secrets to a, a healthy marriage, I feel, is that when your spot, when your wife, especially your wife, says something, you just go show enough. Show enough <laughs> and do what she says. <laughs> She's the that shogun of the household. She, so you don't, even, yeah. you don't even have to practice that. It's, no, um, nope. Show enough. Show enough. Oh god, it, yeah. <laughs> that the that when well, no, we we mentioned it before, but going back to that scene in the movie theater. Well, first of all, you got you got Leroy sitting there with his goddamn hat on, eating popcorn <laughs> with chopsticks. Oh my god, yeah. Like I said, this nerd character <laughs> is just... not that unrealistic. Oh. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's if not you that went to a, a university at any point in your life, you saw at least three of these people. Like, yeah, I know. I I could picture. I don't remember his name, but I could picture a kid that was this guy. You like, can that's... smell these people in your memory. <laughs> not saying that like Leroy probably smells like green tea. Like he's probably good, but I mean there are a few. It's just like, anyways, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to nerd but... shame. No, just... but you know, even even in the the making of this, and I think. Getting Tamak, which if I'm mispronouncing the name, I apologize. Um, Tamak, yeah, sure yeah, I think either. it's Tamak. As, as, Tamak, Tamak. As this, you know, essentially a kid that, like you mentioned before, they brought him on the set and they taught him to act there. He'd never acted before, but if if you look at who they were considering for the role, Billy oh Blanks. Yeah. Remember Billy Blanks? Yeah. He yeah, was considered at one point. Um, Wesley Snipes, Mara Van Peebles, Lawrence Fishburne, and even Denzel Washington were all considered. For, yeah, for the yeah it's quite the list. Those top three make sense to me because they're all black actors that have like martial arts experience or, or martial arts um, interests at least professionals. Yeah. So yeah, I know Wesley Snipes came up in martial arts, and uh, we all saw yeah, Demolition Blanks, Man. Obviously. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got it programmed right into his brain. That's yeah. facts. That's on. That uh, cool. That's on IDM, IBM, whatever it's fucking called. I'm too too old for this. This is where I'm too old again. (laughs) This is where the fluctuations happen. I know nothing. Well, I and we you know we talked a bit about the soundtrack too, but the the one the song "Rhythm of the Night" that they play in here. Oh yeah, rhythm. That get like a weird nostalgia. That was a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. When this came out. I was humming along to that when it was on in the movie when the movie was playing. It's like, oh wow, that was in my brain. I didn't fucking even realize it. Yeah, um, yeah. I assume that was put in here to tell it to cry and help build that as a major hit, and obviously that became a major hit. And so now I think that is a much bigger thing that people remember than you know the Last Dragon. It was probably supposed to work the other way around, but um, now there's a playlist for Spotify is songs that were written for a movie that have outlived the movie. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, there are. So, there I, are, but that'd be a fun thing to like really explore. 
I, for, I don't we know. We could probably do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, yeah. there's no reason that it was hinting towards this, but for some reason, I thought you were going to end that sentence with what would make a great gym playlist is just exclusively sounds of Bruce Lee. That would be <laughs> just just <laughs> randomly not wrong. And just like, <laughs> yeah, have your boombox out, just going. <laughs> And it's just like, what is going on with this guy? Why is he drinking his water bottle with chopsticks? I think that would be a fun one to have, and I'll play it in my office during office hours, really loud, so anybody walking by just sounds has like you're fighting that Bruce randomly. Lee. <laughs> no music, just the occasional. Wah! I think Bruce Lee is kicking <laughs> Professor yeah, Peterson's I, ass. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so. You know, when you look at how this movie did in the theaters, um, it actually, it wasn't like a huge smash success and, you know, make, you know, but it did, it it grossed pretty well. It made $33 million against its $10 million budget, which is pretty good. Um, But I have to say my favorite review, and this is on the, the Wikipedia page, and I just absolutely love this was um, Neil Gaiman reviewed this movie for Image Magazine. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. And it is one of the greatest reviews, I think. Just one. It, it, if you've ever heard Neil Gaiman <laughs> You speak, have to hear it in his voice. You yeah. have to hear it in his very kind of... It's He has a very nice, very pleasant, soft, uplifting voice, you know. <laughs> and it, he wrote, Will Black Kung Fu Wiz Bruce Leroy find the master, defeat wicked Eddie Arcadian, beat Shonuff, the Shogun of Harlem, Rescue the lovely Laura, played by Vanity. Outsmart the jive-talking Chinese fortune cookie people and learn how to get down and boogie? Very probably. <laughs> <laughs> that alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes, like, it says 55%. And I think uh-huh. that is wrong. It should not be that low. And, like, Neil yeah. Gaiman's review alone should have at least got it close to the 90s. <laughs> Um, it seems a little low. I didn't expect this to have like a, you know, nineties or anything on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's, it's possible this movie's gotten better with age and it, it's, well, it's got a lot of references it, in pop culture. Like even yeah, in Raya it, the Last Dragon, like, I guess like I'm reading, I'm reading the Wikipedia. I didn't actually watch the movie. It says like the dragon even declares that she has the, uh, has the glow and they, they're like, that has to be an homage, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, depending on how it's said, I, would, I don't know. It's a Disney I dragon. It's, I, glows are going to It is happen. definitely an homage. I'm sure it's... Uh, but Yeah, I don't know. There's no doubt in my mind that that is referencing this movie now that I've seen this movie. But Because, yeah. you know, there, obviously that movie had some, some tangential ties to, like, Kung Fu and uh, Hong Kong cinema as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, It seems a little low to me, but I don't know. It's probably... When they... When they make their you know rotten tomatoes works on averages essentially so it's probably contemporary reviews mixed with some like later reviews that uh and i think contemporary reviews of this were pretty media like pretty middle of the road i'm just gonna say Uh, it probably got review bombed by some haters and that's my that's my headcanon that's um fools but yeah. How, how would, in 1985 were people review bombing things? <laughs> I'm, why not? It's the 80s. <laughs> well, I think uh, you have to know that it. this isn't a martial arts movie that's trying to be serious. It's not no, as goofy no. as what we talked about in our last episode when we, we talked about how a Kentucky Fried Movie references Enter the Dragon in a very silly way. It doesn't go that far. But no. it has some legit comedy in it. But there's yeah. also some actually really decent martial arts in here, too. Yeah, there's some decent moments. I think when you watch it back-to-back with Enter the Dragon, it obviously pales in comparison, but... I it's mean, It's not trying to be that. Right, exactly. Right. It yeah. There's there's some perfectly good stuff. There's some fun um, martial arts fight sequences, especially you mentioned the, the scene when he kind of like faces off against... Arcadian's thugs and then works his way up to mm-hmm. you know the showdown with Shonuff and um, all of that is perfectly satisfying stuff like it's it's just not the kind of like martial arts spectacle you get out of something like Enter the Dragon or you know Bruce Lee being just a you know a performer as well as a martial artist and yeah, yeah. so 
um, yeah, it, it's not quite as satisfying, but I think it scratches a lot of other itches as well. Like, yeah, it, it's funny. It's it's just totally like '80s time capsule in a way. And I know we say that a lot of, about a lot of '80s movies, but um, I think for uh, black cinema in the 1980s, this is a, a, a unique movie. Like because it is one a kung fu film, two it's just kind of like charmingly lighthearted all the way through even though it's yeah. it's got some violence and it's got some you know here and there but like everything about it is kind of almost uplifting <laughs> like uh, yeah. Leroy is just such a like positive like character and uh his family is such a great like supportive system I love his mother in the in the <laughs> scene when the thugs attack the their pizza restaurant uh that the, her father his father is trying to like kind of play along and and you know don't you know just don't get in their way and hopefully they'll you know kind of leave us alone thing and when uh she starts uh asking about leroy and then mess- messing with their younger son richie she just like goes off starts chucking stuff at him and like he's like no 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 <laughs> like a full-on yeah. like, anyway, like, like uh, she, dough ball chucked at yep. somebody's yep. face Starts throwing pizza dough at them. <laughs> it's like yeah that's that's what you do if someone comes in and threatens your kids that's what and if anyone has ever actually it. handmade pizza dough that's a that's a time committed process i would be yes, angry it too it's like <laughs> what are you doing that's 50 bucks worth of pizza right there <laughs> the yeast <laughs> the yeast my sourdough starter anyways <laughs> No, this but yeah, is it's also like sprinkled. This whole movie is sprinkled with like really colorful and wonderful um, side characters. His family is one of them, but even down to like Eddie Arcadian, his group of thugs, his girlfriend, the pop, the the wannabe pop star, um, who's to- horribly miscast until like you kind of get what her character is. Like yeah. at first, I was like, "What are they doing?" Like not believable at all. Then like, okay, wait, it's 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 supposed to be kind of funny and you know she was she's obviously not fit to be a pop star yeah. they're, they're just trying really hard <laughs> like she she's she, that's not her her aesthetic choice you find out later on like she was yeah. in, intentionally dolled up based on eddie's you know perception on what um a pop star is well actually that's yeah. the f- there's some there's some great line that she throws about like he says something about you just getting rich off your tits or something like that, and she goes, "No, it's you that wants to get. I don't know. So I, I don't have <laughs> no, it it's you who wants to get like, rich off my tits. Yeah, and it's it's um, a good another good moment. Like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a good script. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff here. Like, like <laughs> yeah, because like the whole Eddie being like she calls him like he calls her like something from somewhere who who just gets by with her tits, and she does a very good job of throwing it back and like actually you're a nobody from the same nowhere who's just a short mm-hmm. man who happens to only get off on my tits and it's just like right bam we should just get a sound yeah, and if anyone hasn't it. seen the film eddie <laughs> is exactly that napoleon complex personified like short little bald white man and the weirdest um, receded hair he's one of those guys who just he has like really thick side hair that just <laughs> almost bozo like yeah. <laughs> and has like a weird Landon strip as a bald man <laughs> who is yeah, he's played fantastically he's by Christopher Murney but yeah. Uh, yeah colorful character for sure but yeah he's he's, he's uh, something and like I mean the whole villain's motivation is just like just trying to like get other people famous that therefore I can be famous in the weirdest yeah. of ways like finding out he... I mean, he's like a media mogul slash mobster and uh, i guess we didn't really like get into what he had to do with leroy and all that stuff but he's been threatening um laura charles who is vanity's character the musician who leroy has like kind of a budding relationship with based on their kind of coincidental uh meeting when he saves her from some of uh arcadians, arcadians thugs yeah. yeah yeah and uh so yeah it's it's just kind of um he's kind of a typical movie character especially a typical 80s movie character being just kind of a rich white idiot mogul of some sort <laughs> yeah. that has ties to to yeah. crime yeah some sort of crime something you know you don't get all the details but you don't need them <laughs> well like, you get one little detail like his uh one bodyguard henchman whatever uh played by uh star uh rock i think he's called rock you find out very mm-hmm. briefly that he was like a prized fighter. Well, he was 
being he Eddie wanted him to be a prized fighter, but he lost like his first match and instantly gave up on him. Like yeah. he and then just jumped on this whole weird like next thing. So it kind of shows like Eddie is like he doesn't really handle failure well, despite the fact that he is surrounded by it and you know is full of it. <laughs> he is as full of failure. Um, it's just yeah. like wow. <laughs> Though I I don't want to be too hard on on Eddie because you know we we get to hear two of Angela's songs in this movie. <laughs> we get to hear Test Drive. <laughs> Yeah. And dirty books. Dirty they're books great. is one of my. And that's going to be great. on my gym playlist. They're they're, they're on to something there. Yeah, they really are because. Oh, once I heard the songs, I was like, oh yeah, you could totally sell this. But totally yeah, sell. this this were, were, did Weird Al write for them? <laughs> that's where I'm kind of. Well, and I and I don't know if it was. I'm sure it was some. It had to be somewhat intentional to be kind of like you know they're they're trying to make a little bit of a statement with this about. Yeah, this is the this is how pop music gets pushed, you know, mm-hmm. in certain communities, and it's just like a bunch of nonsensical bullshit. I <laughs> love this pop music pretty... way more than most actual pop music. I, uh, it, but it was it was pretty goddamn funny. I mean, the, yeah. the video that they're shooting for Test Drive is just <laughs> 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 it's great. It's really it's really great, and you know, this is one that I I would show this one to my kids. If, you could there's like there's a little bit of language here and there, but it's nothing. Yeah, that bad. there's nothing. It's not like too planes, serious, trains, but... and automobiles where you're dropping fuck for like a solid two minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, and we'll get to that. But yeah, yeah it, tune in spoilers. next week. For... Yeah, um, but yeah, this one definitely uh, is is one. If if they were interested in watching it, I would totally let them watch it. Yeah, because and, and that's something to realize too that in the '80s, this kind of was a bit of a kids' movie. Like, yeah, it, I think this almost is friendly. there. Yeah, what what does it have on it as a rating? PG thirteen. So thir- PG thirteen would have been fairly new in eighty five. Um, so this would have been prior to eighty four or whatever. When I know we talked about it before, the PG thirteen rating coming onto the scene. This would have been a PG movie most likely. You know, just yeah. a couple of years earlier. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the one f bomb I I noticed, and that's that. You know, let me go, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a couple I think here and there. Like we just mentioned that the the line about you know tits is not a yeah real uh PG. But in fact, it's know. Oscar worthy. I think uh, the delivery okay. was like perfect. For, uh, <laughs> chef kiss. Mwah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to uh, either of you, I guess we can start with you, Eric. Any final thoughts or and a grade for the Last Dragon? Um, final thoughts wise, I'm just going to go back to the glow. It's all about the glow. So that, that last fight scene is something that's, uh, makes this, elevates this movie from charming eighties oddity to like iconic, I think (laughs) it's just so, so like eighties, uh, almost video game stuff. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that reminds me of the video game double dragon more so than the movie based on, (laughs) uh, in, in many ways. So, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So um or a street actually, fighter I think for that matter this is going to be one of those martial arts yeah yeah uh this is going to be one of those which often happens on the podcast especially on like movies of mine that are first watches that uh actually bumped up a little bit uh while we talked about it um but yeah it's it's a good good um I don't know if it's a great kung fu movie, but it's a good all-around movie, and it's got enough good kung fu stuff to like get you through it. But it's also got a lot of really great, colorful characters. It's it's very eighties. Um, it's just a unique movie. I feel like, and I, not that I'm the like the the end all be all of like what was going on in black cinema in the mid eighties, but I feel like this is kind of a little bit of an oddball in a great way. And the fact that, you know, just even it coming, to, coming out of like Barry Gordy of Motown is, is the, you know, executive producer of the film and, uh, it featuring, so, you know, a bunch of music from his kind of stable of performers. Um, I don't know. It's just charming and it's a, it's a unique movie and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up cause I may have never, uh, stumbled across this at this point, but, um, yeah, and the glow scene's fantastic. I, I'm gonna give this one a B. I think um, the only thing that's dragging it down from not being an A movie in my book is that there are a 
a few a few pacing problems and there's some extended uh, dance music sequences that I think probably could have been shortened and made this thing a little tighter but yeah overall very good movie I enjoyed it quite a bit hmm. awesome what do you think Ryan um I thoroughly enjoyed every second of this film <laughs> I you know it is definitely it's it's a martial arts film that is the intention is to to it's made for martial art fans that's a that's exactly Mm -hmm. what this movie is and it doesn't hide it and it and uh the characters like going off of what eric said and what we've all been saying in this review have been colorful entertaining memorable uh fun and fun to watch um same goes with a lot of like uh, I think a lot of certain sequences throughout the film, uh, I was thoroughly entertained. Um, it's a, there's a lot going on with the movie. It's not just a martial arts film. It's, 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 it's a, you know, it's also the eighties. It's like an eighties time capsule with, you know, the, the, the video DJs or, um, weird, like, mo- like one, one moment is Joe mentioned the funny, the, 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 the whole scene where they're shooting the, music video for the what's it called the traffic whatever song that they were doing test drive test drive yeah he, test drive. i like when he tells the the backup singers slash dancers to go he's like here girls have some quarters and go enjoy yourselves and i'm like look at this yeah. fucking cheap ass fucking <laughs> las vegas uh arcade owning ass fool um i loved it and it's like it does a surprisingly good job with how it delivers its comedy. It's not all just straight in your face. Like there are some scenes that are a little bit like a little more subtle, uh, and, and see if you pick up on them and stuff, kind of thing. And that's that's always kind of unexpected and, and cool with this. And God, this movie just kind of got me excited, and I did not anticipate that going in. I knew nothing about this. I didn't know what was going to happen, and I am very happy that I witnessed it. Um, and I'm very glad that we talked about it. Cause it's one of those things like Eric says that bumped up my grade. Uh, I think it was going to be like a B plus, but after talking about it and thinking about it, it's like, this is easily an a minus and it might even grow further. Um, like, I don't know if this is a movie that I would go on my way to constantly see, but if somebody brought it up or asked if they wanted to see it, I, I would not be opposed to seeing it again at all. Um, yeah, so uh, Last Dragon gets an A- minus for me. Nice, nice. So this is one that I've I've heard about and I've seen parts of on TV over the years here and there, but never actually sat down and watched from beginning to end. And it's available for rent on things like Vudu and Amazon Prime and YouTube and also Google Play, um, which, you know, we usually mention that too. This is one that once I was like, we're going to do Last Dragon. Okay. And I got on Amazon and I actually found like a $6 DVD copy. And I am so glad that I did because I I thoroughly enjoyed watching. I actually watched this one while I was recovering from getting my uh, COVID booster and flu shot <laughs> sickness for the, the, the side effects on that were rough. And so this cheered me up during that. Or is that me? No. <laughs> no, this actually cheered me up during that because it was so great. Um, that it, this is one I'm glad I have a copy of because I'm, I can see this becoming at least an annual viewing. It's really fun. I can see how it's had such a big cultural impact over the years. It's a really cool, like you said, it is kind of an oddball thing compared to like other movies that were coming out in the mid eighties and like black cinema, but Mm -hmm. I can see how it's had this long-term, um, impact it, it there there's a there's an aspect too that i think it's a little bit of what we talked about a few weeks ago it was like a hocus pocus effect where mm-hmm. i think a lot of kids saw it in the late 80s early 90s probably in reruns i could see this being like a you know wgn you know sunday afternoon movie kind of a thing mm, <laughs> and probably yeah. grew up with this a lot on tv and it it i can see it having an impact especially to to a younger generation um Overall, the martial arts in it is is good, and the performances are fun. They're well, um, tongue firmly placed in cheek, knowingly um, campy, but honestly, it, it's a lot better than some of the stuff that came like another ten years later. I feel like this movie kind of falls into the same box of production value as like some of those 1990s Hulk Hogan movies like Suburban Commando which we'll probably get to on the show at some point or another oh gosh we better 
Oh yeah, but this is so much better. I think <laughs> like it's older. It's, it just works better. Um, most I can of the actually musical... say I didn't say it, and I wish I did. I like this movie more than the Karate Kid. That's, I never got that's into a the strong Karate Kid. statement, but it's. I think it's more entertaining than the Karate Kid. I'll give it that. I think yeah. it's and more that's my memory of yeah. Karate Kid. I'm gonna go for this one as well, but I haven't seen it in a really long time, so. I've watched saying. it relatively recently. It's a good, it's you know, it's a classic '80s movie, a lot of heart, kind of a thing. But this has so much fun with this yeah. whole genre that it, I think, it is. It you'll you'll laugh more. You just it, there's more to enjoy. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you on. I'm going to go with an A on this one. Um, awesome. It, it, this one really kind of grabbed me, uh, and and I'm really glad it, it healed you one. even. It did. It it gave me the glow. <laughs> it gave you the glow. It gave me the glow. You know what this means with this with this recommendation, Barry Gordy, who clearly is listening to our podcast. This is the motivation he needs to start his own Motown streaming service and Last Dragon uh, TV series to to start it off because that's what that's you do as an entertainer nowadays. You just get a streaming service and you have online content purely for that. Yeah. <laughs> See how many people can be be the last dragon and possess the power of the glow. Yeah. Alone. They alone. He has to pass it on to a new generation. I mean, that's how that fucking works, right? Yeah. Or you find out he's actually like... Bruce Leroy forever. Bruce Leroy forever. (laughs) You find out like he's in his 50s and he still like lives with his parents. And you're like, no, fuck, you, this is realistic. You, you got you to gotta, you gotta bring Bruce Leroy into something like the MCU. You know? Yeah, <laughs> That's totally. That's what I want to see. I want to see a remix of Endgame with just him and Thanos. You have the man with the skills of Bruce Lee, but with the timidus, the, sorry, with the timid nature of a of a eighties Michael Jackson. Very interesting combo. Forget the whole like, oh, we're gonna time travel and get the stones. No, we're gonna go back to like the mid eighties. We're gonna get <laughs> Bruce Leroy. And, just <laughs> and show enough. And show enough. He'd come along. Show enough has to come in. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, I don't think show enough would like to see what what happened to Harlem. I don't think he'd be happy with that. No, no, show enough would be taking out abomination. <laughs> he would. He, he would. Show enough. He would. Show enough. So, well, with that, we would like to ask if any of our listeners have any thoughts on the Last Dragon. Have you seen this one? What are your uh, opinions of it? Does this one have a special place in your heart? How it's officially formed itself in ours, apparently. Um, what do you think of this one? You can please share any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms with the Video Junkier podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod or find us on Facebook at the main Video Junkier podcast page or the Video Junkier podcast group. We would love to hear what you have to say. And the Video Junkyard Podcast has a Patreon page. If you like what you hear, uh, we invite you to go and check that out. There's lots of perks for being a Patreon subscriber, so come and join uh the official video junkyard podcast family and uh got any money either way we thank you for listening to the show and have lots of good stuff coming up for you uh next week we're going to be looking at as ryan mentioned the (laughs) classic uh thanksgiving movie that you the listeners helped us pick was the best thanksgiving movie to watch and the final like ending of this martial arts month that we unofficially created for november (laughs) (laughs) right uh we're gonna be watching the john hughes film planes trains and automobiles uh (laughs) following that we're gonna be watching dune and no 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 not the new dennis villanueva um mega you know but uh, equally budget. good <laughs> but the 1984 david lynch version yeah. of dune so uh yeah Get your we, spice don't, we don't watch those new fancy popular current movies we have to dig down into the junkyard so um <laughs> what we get speaking is those of that juices. we're also watching we're also watching deuce bigelow to break in november so uh yeah so oh. tune in if that sold you I don't think anybody likes a little bit of a slip of Deuce Bigelow at the end nobody wants a little Rob Schneider under the covers um, <laughs> but we hope that you've still enjoyed listening to the Video Junkier podcast we hope you'll also share it around and until next time I'm Joe Peterson I'm Eric Branson and I'm Ryan Seiskel am I the meanest Am I the prettiest? <laughs> <laughs>
at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard. <laughs>